Follow Cape Talk on Twitter at Cape Talk. 21 minutes past uh, five o'clock. To a a significant degree, I think, at least in the popular conversation, what the finance minister, Enoch Kodongwana, had to say about ESCOM and the plans for ESCOM in the budget on Wednesday have been drowned out by the conversation around what Andre Dureta said in his interview with Annika Larson and what the board chair has said subsequently, what Gwede um, Mantashe has said subsequently, what Fikile Malula has said, and what the finance minister himself has said in response to Andre Dureta's remarks in that interview. We're joined by Professor Mark Swilling, co-director for sustainability transitions at Stellenbosch University. Mark, good afternoon. Uh, afternoon. Um, in, in terms of... <laughs> Dare I call it the noise in response to Andre Dureta's remarks? Is there are there any signals in those responses to which we need to pay attention? Do you think? Well, I mean, what Andre Dureta is was saying in his interview is: Listen, I I I was given a job job to do to turn Eskom around, uh, to end load shedding, to uh, introduce a new business model and I didn't get the support from government that I needed, uh, whether it's state security or policy or finance. So that, I mean, that was his core message. Uh, and, and really the response should have been to that. Um, yes, know, I mean, I, I'm thinking Mark, um, of, of Paul Makwana saying the, the board chair, that it was his renewable bias that was the problem. And that's why one of the reasons why Andre Dureta failed is because his focus wasn't on fixing coal generating. His focus was on bringing in renewables. If he hadn't had a renewable bias, we might not have had as much load shedding. And and ministers have had something similar to say. And and it it kind of concerns me that there's no inward looking so that Andre Dureta has given them the opportunity to jump up onto public platforms and shout very loudly that, look, he's the one to blame. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I mean, if one sticks to the the facts, technically to the facts, uh, we have uh, an ancient uh, coal-fired power power fleet uh, averaging 41 years. Those machines have been abused through uh, inappropriate maintenance uh, programs and and uh, Dureta went in there boots and all uh, completely determined to to fix the, fix them he's an industrial man never been involved in renewables or anything green in his life uh, but uh, you know nine months later he came to the conclusion that the machines were in worse shape than he originally anticipated and that new generation capacity had to get onto the grid very very quickly and so, you know, what all he did was to say, okay, well, what kind of technologies would make it possible to get energy onto the grid quickly? Well, it's renewables. You can build them in two years. Uh, they, 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 by then, they were they were they were very cheap. They were cheaper than coal. Uh, and so, it was pretty much a no-brainer. It wasn't an ideological position. It was a technical logic that led into the conclusion that this is necessary. It's not going to be possible to build a new coal-fired power station because that will take 10 years. Uh, so so anybody else in that position would have come to the same conclusion, that uh, we need new generation capacity on 
on on the grid because uh, it's not going to be possible to end load shedding by just fixing the machines. And basically, the so Minister I mean, finance, I, I suppose the worry Minister is that, said that yeah. the Minister of Finance has basically said the same thing. We're not. He said we're not going to put uh, good money after bad. We've tried to we've tried to support ESCOM in fixing in fix in, in getting it business model, uh, the old business model uh, going, but it hasn't worked. So he says, now we're going to give you money to pay down your debt and condition you change your business model. And your business model going forward is is to get out of generation and to focus on transmission. And what that means is buying electricity from the cheapest place that you can get it, and that's renewables. I, I I wonder, I mean, I've spoken to privately and publicly to people in the energy world about what the finance minister had to say. And, and basically, they've said great ideas in there, but implementation is going to be the thing. I mean, you know, he, he said the idea of concessioning some of the uh, stations, that, you know, some of the transmission. Uh, no, the, the, the coal generating power plants, yes, uh, yes, um, yeah. concessioning the private sector. And immediately there's a negative response to that. And immediately he says that's Treasury's view. And, and so, you know, I, I think one is entitled to wonder whether the ANC is not going to try and finesse this away until after the election. They're not going to do the planned maintenance that Andre Dereta was trying to do, which contributed to the stages of load shedding that we've had to endure. And I'm not sure that – I'm not convinced that Enoch Gorongwana is going to be able to sell his plan to his cabinet and to his party. Well, I, I'm, I, I'm wondering whether it, it may have gone beyond the politics. Basically, what you have is a shareholder, like uh, like with any business. Uh, listen, your business model hasn't worked. Uh, you have to change it. I'm going to I'm going to inject additional equity on condition. You change it. I'm going to and I'm going to. I'm, I'm, I've got a expert team developing a developing an instrument for assessing objectively, uh, you know, what the truth of the matter is. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, the choices when it comes to generation are pretty stark. Shut down what needs to be shut down, sell what you can, and fix what you can. Uh, you know, those are the, those are the, those are the three options. Yeah, okay. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, I mean ne- next year, next year this time, are we going to have almost no load shedding as the government promises us? Definitely not. Uh, you can't end load shedding in two, in, even in two years, never mind one year. Um, and, and things are going to get worse, especially through the winter. Uh, but, you know, there is about nine gigs of renewables in the pipeline. Uh, and as soon as those uh, those start to come through, we're going to see uh, a diminution of, of of load shedding. And if we get 10 gigs onto the grid in total, in a combination of rooftop solar plus embedded generation, plus possibly even uh, some REAP projects if REAP is not dead, uh, in two years we could we could. And if the energy availability factor stabilizes, maybe at around 55 percent or ideally 60. Uh, we could end load shedding in two years. But oh, those the board says they're going to get a lot of yeah, yeah, a lot of ifs. The board says it's going to get up to 75% by the end of next year. You know, why are they lying no. to us? Professor Mark Swilling, thank you very, very much indeed. Co-director for sustainability transitions at Stellenbosch University.